Hello, friends, and thanks for joining us once again for the Defining Marriage Podcast. As always, we gather around the microphone this week to talk about what's going on with marriage and stuff, mostly stuff. James, hello. How are you? Once again, now that sure is right, because this time it's deja vu all over again, baby. We recorded 20 minutes of erotic fantasia that we'll never get back. Like tears in the rain, it's gone from us. I I think that's like... 15% true? I don't think it was 20 minutes. Speak truth to power. I am the powerful being in the room. I am Dr. Daddy. That's what you have to call me now. You did have some good nonsense. Dr. Daddy MD, and you have to tell me what you did. What did you do wrong to get your punishment? I'm not sure. I think I must have had the computer running for too long because Final Cut crashed and we lost the first 15 minutes or so. Man, not even 15 minutes. It was probably like five minutes of gibberish from you. I think it was about 45 minutes of pure erotic gold. There was a fish stuffed with Twix. Bars. Oh, gosh. There was a mask for mask mask. There was a giant nose. There was a box spring. There was a mattress. There yes. was an encounter on Grinder. You guys, listeners, you missed you missed some good business, and it's it's now lost forever. It's monkey business. James came up with a new sex act that involves a fish and a Twix bar that you stick between the mattress. What did you call and it? Between yourself the pooing out a gossamer thread that became a gown, and then you pupated. I don't even remember that part. Yeah, it was I amazing. I must have zoned out. No, you, you said you were going to turn into a bass. Oh, that's right. Yes. No, put the bass in your walk. That's the put the bass in your ass. Okay, that sounds great. Billy Bass. So I, I am Matt Baum. You, James, oh. are James. If that's what you say. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, what's what's happening with us this oh, week, James? Oh, I'm going to throw different stuff at you this time. Oh, oh, we finished the werewolf. You weared the wolf, mm-hmm. and nobody weared it as well as you. Thank you. Who weared it better? I finished Gabriel Knight Two: The Beast Within. A a spooky werewolf FMV game from 1990-something. Did you expect the beast within to be the pigeon within Grace's bra? Oh my god, that was a pigeon the whole time. So let me let me paint a, a word picture for you here. Mm. <clears throat> so, so far, the word picture that we've provided is a Jackson a Pollock. Yeah, okay, good. Um, so... In this game, it's a point-and-click adventure, and at some point, one of the characters is sick and suffering, and he's rolling around in a bed in a cell because they have to put him someplace where he can't escape because he might turn into a werewolf. It's very unclear. It takes like two months, though. Yeah. And <laughs> but anyway. He, and it only happens if he listens to the right song, apparently. Like, a lost opera. Yeah. And otherwise, he's been bitten by a werewolf, but I guess in this world, if you're bitten by a werewolf on the knee, then you just feel mildly uncomfortable. Like you never actually woof. You just get a, a doggy dick. Oh, okay. Because it, it, that's as far as the as the dog juice goes. Anyway. Yes. So he's trapped in the cell, and Grace Nakamura is his friend assistant person who cares about him. And the chapter opens with him writhing around on a cot, and her looking out the window, and there's a pigeon staring in the window at her. <laughs> and she goes, you have a visitor. <laughs> now, is she saying that to the pigeon, or is she saying that to Gabriel? Unclear! Mm. Unclear. So, I don't know if the pigeon's been visited by Gabriel or whatever. So, she cleverly... So, she looks at the pigeon for a while, and if you if you click on it, she's like, I can't reach the pigeon through the bars. <laughs> and so, I'm like, I guess Grace wants to touch the pigeon for some reason. You wanted to touch a horse. And then I get a roll from somebody, and I sprinkle breadcrumbs on the windowsill, and the pigeon hops in. No, you mean a bread roll, not just someone roll. takes you for a roll in the hay. A roll in the hay. And so, then you sprinkle the breadcrumbs, and uh, then when you click on the pigeon, Grace is like... I don't have any way to catch it. I'm like, I guess she wants to catch it for some reason. Sure, it's like that cartoon, Stop the Pigeon. And the, what? 
That's where we get Muttley and his medals and his laugh. Oh, I didn't know that. And Snidely Whiplash, I think. Maybe he predates Catch the Pigeon. Stop the Pigeon. Stop the world. I want to get off anyway. I want to get off this pigeon. So then Grace is wandering around a castle and she sees somebody has laid out some sheets. Mm. And you click on the sheets and she gives them a sly look and stuffs them in her pocket like, I know what I'm going to do with these. And she's dressed as Inspector Gadget at the time. She's got this long trench coat like she could be a flasher. And so then the next time you go down to the pigeon, if you click the sheets on the pigeon, then she very carefully wraps the pigeon in the sheet. And this is a live pigeon, right? Because this, this is a was live all pigeon like filmed, pecking around and, yeah. and eating breadcrumbs, and she stuffs it in the in the sheet, and then she stuffs the sheet full of pigeon into her coat, and then just goes on about her day. That is the beast within. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it? she uses it to distract somebody. Which I, I would have to say, a woman with a pigeon crawling around in your in your boob, that would be distracting. Sure. Now, at this point, though, you had no reason to believe you would ever want a pigeon for anything. No, it just no. This was all Grace's idea. She's just like, oh, how am I going to get that pigeon? An opportunity like this only comes up once in a lifetime. Sure. And then she pees on a historical artifact? She, kind of. She has to distract some other guards, and she does that by going to a church, buying a vial of holy water, then... Waiting until a child jumps up and down on some antique furniture at another castle, and then she pours some water, the pours the holy water over the, the furniture. It's the only water you can use for this activity. And blames the child for it. Der so, Kinder. Der Kinder. And yeah, and so there are some puzzles in this game that don't fully make sense, but I kind of love the game for the stupidity of the puzzles. Then two months later, she puts on uh, Wagner's Lost Opera. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous, because they find Wagner's Lost Opera in the walls of his castle and or no it's in in of ludwig's castle neuschwanstein yes and so she finds wagner's lost opera and two months later she's able to produce the opera so you know how it takes but on opening night of the show that has never been rehearsed uh, she realizes she put it on in the wrong building yeah so apparently you have to put this opera on to cure werewolfery well to make the the beast within without and then there are crystals that actually what was her plan Oh, her oh, I've plan, explained it to you. Your plan was to make the other, the bad werewolf, yes. wolf, yes. and then the police would arrest him for being a wolf. Right. And why was Gabriel there at all? That seems very risky. Well, remember, they were going to send him back to town, but then Grace also seemed to forget when the show started, because the usher's like, we're starting in 15 minutes, and she's like, what? There's no time to send Gabriel back to town. I mean... Seems like somebody there should probably have a car. And they could just drive him away or, I don't know. Or lock him in the basement. Put him in a parking lot so he can't hear the song. Whatever. But then he wanders out on stage as a Harlequin and does a little dance. You guys, if this isn't making sense to you, it is because the game itself does not make much sense. It uh, makes so much sense, Matthew. The beast is within. Yes. Well, so now I've moved on. I've tried some other terrible games. Uh, uh, I'm doing... uh, I did Toonstruck. Tell me about Toonstruck. What is Toonstruck? Christopher Lloyd... In and Ben Stein. It's sort of Tiny Toons meets Cool World, which actually sounds better than what it actually is. That so, is a fair description, though, I think. Christopher Lloyd gets sucked into a TV. He's a, he's a cartoonist who gets sucked into a TV. A little bit of Space Jam. <clears throat> and a little bit of Space Jam, and he has to hang out in this cartoon world and solve problems. There's a bad guy voiced by, um, nope, not Tim Berners-Lee. It's voiced by... Who is it voiced by? Marshall Plan. Yep, by Marshall... Ha ha! All right. Uh, it's voiced by the guy from Rocky Horror. Why can't mm. I remember his name? Tim oh. Curry. Oh, okay. That didn't take me very long that time. No. Okay, so Tim Curry voices the bad guy who is actually kind of, like, he's supposed to be bad, but I 
think he's making the world better. Mm-hmm. Like, he makes the world evil, but it's so much more interesting. Ah. Anyway, the game itself is not fun. Uh, it's... Every line is supposed to be like, ooh, comedy, 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 but it was written by someone who doesn't know how to make jokes. So there's nothing funny going on. Speaking of which, you were Under the Killing Moon over my hammy. Yeah, and then we tried to play Under the Killing Moon, another FMV game starring actors in a digital environment that looks... Starring Margot Kidder and the voice of James Earl Jones. Yeah, James Earl Jones has three lines in this thing so that they could put him at the top billing of their game. Uh, It is also trying to be funny and not good... So we've moved on to Space Quest 7. This is a very long story. Just to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm playing Space Quest 7 or 5? Five? 5. <laughs> 5. I'm not going to tell you. But now, don't five. you don't you wish we hadn't lost that 40 minutes of erotic fantasia with the fish uh, and the twigs and the gossamer gown? Anyway, we should move on to what's going on with marriage this week, James. Oh, no. <clears throat> so let's see. Uh, what do we have here? I, I, I'm a little out of order because I just kind of put everything onto the spreadsheet and I'm trying to reach behind me to, to grab the printout of what we're talking about, but I can't mm-hmm. find it. I'm afraid I'm going to knock something over. Here it is. Okay. Okay. Oh, I guess the crisis big, averted cr- for now. The big news this week news is probably Neil Gorsuch. Uh, is that a delicious dish? He's the Donald Trump nominee for the Supreme Court. Oh. So basically, here's all you need to know about him. He's not good. Oh, do you kneel before Gorsuch? Yeah, sure. Uh, who knows what would happen? Uh, so he basically, we don't like him because he is very deferential to religious exemptions to laws. So if you want to break mm-hmm. a law and you're like, oh, but I- I'm religious, so it's okay. He'll be like, well, he's religious, so I guess it's okay. Okay. So that's, uh, that's his, his that's his judicial track record. That's uh, it, essentially. Yeah. He's also had some negative. Does he things. wear a judicial track suit? Yes. Is, oh, my a God. A suit with the collar. That would be so good. With oh yeah, it's like the it's, Adidas stripes, but then a big uh, judge's collar and a powdered wig. James, describe to me what you think a judge's collar is. It's kind of like the Quaker Oats man, uh, but in a tracksuit, in an attractive tracksuit. Okay, so it's got the like the two little things hanging down, like Huckleberry. Nope, like no, no, no. It's got some. It's got some white flaps. It's got. Uh, it's got a a beast within. I don't know what you're describing. He's got hairy tits. Okay. That's, uh... This is th- sounding better and better. That's his bailiff, hairy tits. You're... Oh, maybe he was at the party I was at last night. Maybe. I went to an underwear party last night. Oh, tell me more. It was great. There are a lot of big burly men Were these men the there? rats in a raincoat that were so there, good? Yes. That, you oh missed that. Now, see, that's the thing that, that got deleted, the rats in a raincoat. Yeah, that's right. We were talking about how the character who you, he's, he's wearing a raincoat, and he takes off his raincoat, and there's another raincoat underneath, and mm-hmm. he keeps taking off raincoat after raincoat after raincoat, until finally there's nothing left but a dead rat. Is that Neil? Gorsuch. That's him. That's that's his terrible secret. Okay, so he is uh he will grant you a religious exemption for any religious thing you want. So Sharia law. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh he, that case has not come before him. Oh. Uh so maybe That's not the only thing that hasn't come before him. Okay. Uh. So, I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe he has the courage of his convictions to be like, well, we're doing it for Christians. We should do it for Muslims. Sure. Maybe. Um, sure. I wouldn't... Uh, the full theocracy for all. Every every theocracy, every theo gets an ocracy here. So, he's got a lot of theo cases Huxtable. coming towards him that involve LGBTs. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if he gets in what... Uh, it, w- it wouldn't be good news. It wouldn't be good news for, for queer people. There's, there's hard to see a path ahead with this guy that would expand protections for the civil rights of queer people. So on balance for the court, now, obviously, uh, for a year, we've had a vacancy on the court that was left 
left unfilled because the American people were supposed to decide who would fill it. And then they, they did decide, uh, three, three million more decided, uh, that Hillary Clinton should fill the seat, but that's not how our system works. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a minority of the people, um, who largely voted about dumb things, uh, who had no interest in the Supreme Court, are now going to get uh, this guy, who is, as a Scalia replacement, how does how does that shake down? How does that shape the balance of the court? Huh, from what I can read from people who know about this stuff, he's a little more conservative than Scalia. He doesn't really? Use, he doesn't use the, the mean language of Scalia, so he doesn't have the same fiery rhetoric, which ah. is really his only redeeming quality. He was fun. Yeah, he was fun. Uh, so it would push the court slightly right. Right of Scalia. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh-huh. fun time for all. Sure. He'll be having his uh, 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 confirmation hearings at some point in the next few weeks. Probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Is, there, is like that a Democrats. religious ceremony? <laughs> what is his confirmation name going to be? Is he going to be uh, Justice Crusadus? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so this guy, he studied at Oxford uh, mm-hmm. under this other guy whose name I've forgotten now, but uh, his mentor, like one of his, his big mentors, uh, was uh, instrumental in defending the long Colorado in the 90s uh, that um, allowed it, – it, it was a long Colorado that banned LGBT protections. Okay. Uh, he also, this guy, uh, compared homosexuality, his mentor compared homosexuality to bestiality mm. saying, oh, well, there's a long history of disapproval of this and, uh, it's a normal and healthy thing to disapprove of, of gay people having rights. The bestiality within. Yeah. Uh, and tell me more about his participation in the Fascists Forever Club. <sighs> so, yeah. So, Neil was apparently, according to his yearbook, president of the Fascists Forever Club. Mm-hmm. Now... According to people who we went to school with, that was all a big joke. It's one of those jokes rich white guys can make with each other. Yes. Yes. Can you imagine if Obama's yearbook said anything even approaching? Sure. Like, socialist solutions or, or something <laughs> like that. Like, if that was his club, mm-hmm. oh my God. Oh right. Oh my God. And uh, didn't isn't his yearbook quote something like, uh, the illegal will do right away, the unconstitutional will take a while? Yes. Yes, that was his uh, college uh, quote. Yes. So, so, uh, mm. so going back to his uh, youth, uh, we have fascism and uh, disregard for the Constitution, sort of as as fun jokes. Yes. That uh, for some reason he felt like he needed to put on a, a permanent record. Yes. So, in conclusion, lol. Uh, yep. Uh, other bad news from around the country uh, this week. Let's see what else have we got. Oh, the Equality Federation, which is a nonprofit that monitors this sort of thing, mm-hmm. says that we can expect hundreds of anti-LGBTQ bills to be filed in the next few weeks. Oh. There were two hundred around two hundred last year. So far, we've got thirty-seven. We've got a lot of legislatures still kind of getting up and going for twenty seventeen. So you can look forward to a lot of uh, anti-trans bathroom bills, more religious freedom things, more turn away the gays bills all that kind of stuff i don't want that i want more bill zane get me more billy zane and less anti-trans bill oh i know who billy zane is but now i can't remember isn't he i'll have some uh some bill bob thornton or is he bad i don't know Uh, he was a sling blade he wanted to eat me wasn't he married to angelina jolie he might have married angelina jolie Okay. Well, I don't object to that. Okay. Well, he is better than anti-trans bill. Do you know what we're doing right now, James? We are recording this during the Super Bowl. Is that happening? There's a Super Bowl happening oh. today. Is 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 there is it soup? 
Yes. Is it soup in a bowl? <sighs> oh, man, that would be so great. If the they just Super Bowl. Slowly fill the stadium with soup? Soup, yes. Oh, that sounds great. And, uh, it, oh, I do remember that there's going to be a Lady Gaga, right? Yes, that's what made me, that's what reminded me. Mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie made me think of Lady Gaga. Yeah, oh, because they're lovers. Probably. I that's mean, a fact. Why Why not? They're uh, lovers. So, yeah. That um, is that. By the time, by the time this is... Uh, this is heard by human ears. Mm. Uh, we'll know what Lady Gaga did at the Super Bowl. Sure. Did she turn into soup? <laughs> fill the bowl. That, now, great art. That would be great art. Uh, eat it once, eat it twice, eat in chicken soup with rice. So we got some news from Alabama. Mm. Alabama's going to pay $315,000 to the Southern Poverty Law Center and other groups uh-huh. uh, as part of a settlement. Well, not a settlement, but uh, as part of the um, marriage equality litigation there. Uh-huh. Uh, because of the civil rights case, the losing uh, government side uh, has to pay the plaintiffs uh, the cost of all the litigation. So Southern Poverty Law gets a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, and some other local smaller groups will get a share of that as well. So yeah, well, that's uh, nice. tax money well spent. That yeah. uh, shouldn't have gone to schools or anything like that. That should go to defending uh, anti maria bum bum laws. I'm not sure Alabama has schools, but uh, anyway, uh, Virginia, some news from Virginia. Mm. They have passed a First Amendment Defense Act type bill. Oh, yes, Virginia. Mm-hmm. There is a Santa, there's a Sandy vagina. So that's passed the House. Uh, it was vetoed last year by Terry McAuliffe. Mm-hmm. By uh, Danny DeVito. What? By Danny DeVito. When you want to veto a bill, you oh, bring him in. Oh, gosh. And he goes, rah, 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 rah. Yes. I am Danny of the veto. <laughs> and he's got a big stamp. Uh-huh. It says veto. And he uh, he climbs up on the desk because he's a tiny little man. Uh, he's he's a one and a half feet tall uh-huh. now. He's been shrinking over the years. Yep. He climbs up onto the desk with a stamp bigger than him, and he plunges it down, and then he uh, dives into the pocket of the nearest uh, lawyer. Oh, oh, I see. He's in he's the in pocket. The, he's in the pocket of Big Lawyer. Big Lawyer. Yep. Is that his name? Is Big Lawyer his Big name? Lawyer just walks around with Danny DeVito in his pocket. That sounds so cute, James! I think that should be a show. Anyway, so that's how it got vetoed. Yeah. So it got vetoed uh, by the governor last year. It just passed the House. So uh, Virginia may have a uh, First Amendment Defense Act type bill coming along. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have some good news coming from, uh, what's that state with all the gambling? Uh, Ooh, well, I gamble with my life every night when I get into a car with you. (laughs) That's not true. We don't drive. I wrote Las Vegas, but I can't remember the state. Nevada. Uh, I probably need to eat because my words aren't working. You... You gave me a donut, though. That was nice. Had a donut... But not in the mouth. I'm sitting on it right now. Uh, yeah, so Las Vegas, Nevada. Nevada mm-hmm. is... I'm sorry. Nevada. Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. Mm. I always say it the wrong way. Nevada. You say, what's the matter with Nevada? Did it fall into the sea? It's difficult because it's landlocked, but it won't be for long. So, Nelson Arujo? Arujo. Are you turning into a werewolf? Arujo says uh, he would like in Nevada to no longer have a constitution that says marriage is between a man and a woman. So, he's introduced, uh, plans to introduce a constitutional amendment Mm -hmm. that would uh, take the discriminatory language out of the the constitution. So, that's nice. Okay. What Uh, is required to amend a constitution in Nevada? It would have to pass through the legislature this year, and then again in 2019, and then before the voters in 2020. Oh, that's quite a. Uh, that's far different from California. Yes. Where you can amend the Constitution uh, by, with sleep. just a windy toot from your bottom. Yeah. Uh, so I think chances might actually, if he can get this thing through the legislature, it looks kind of good. Uh, okay. Public opinion in Nevada is 
rather strong in favor sure. of marriage equality. Uh, the last time there was any serious polling on it was 2013 and 2014, mm-hmm. uh, when uh, opinion was holding pretty steady at 55 in favor and 35 opposed. Okay. Well, I mean, the royal family are Siegfried and Roy and that's Manticore, true. right? Yes, yes. Oh, Is the prince, prince Manticore? Yes. Uh, so, okay, good. So that's that could be coming in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, when can you that. marry your tiger? Because <laughs> it's great. <laughs> what were we were we talking about some kind of? Oh no, you know what it was. What? I was playing a game last night with some friends, uh, mm. and uh, one of the games we played was this um, <clears throat> Jackbox game where people draw pictures and other people write slogans, and then they're kind of randomly. Now, matched Jackbox and... sounds like a sex toy, but that's a that's a visual game on the computer screen. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. And so, anyway, so we're playing this game, and um, not that you weren't jacking your box. Everyone, all the players are represented by characters, little drawings of characters on the screen. And the one that assigned to me was a really cute pup. And oh, so wow. I said, oh, woof, 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 woof. That's what my, <laughs> I don't know. I have really nothing to add to that. Other well, than... it's a good thing you weren't the thimble. What would you have said then? Dingle, dingle, dingle. And what would you have said if you were the top hat? Ploof. <laughs> okay. I, I approve. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, anyway, so what are we talking about? Oh, oh, funny names. Oh. So, uh, Bermuda. It is funny? Not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, there's going to be a attempt to amend Bermuda's constitution in the other direction, to introduce a constitutional amendment to ban marriage equality. I see. And that's going to be introduced by Wayne Ferbert. Oh, that, I don't want to laugh, but it's, it is a funny name, it Wayne. It is a good name. It is a good name. Wayne Ferbert mm-hmm. says that uh, marriage should be between man and a woman. Uh, he's introducing this <clears throat> in response to uh, a couple, a Bermudan Winston Godwin and his Canadian fiance Greg DeRoche. Are they going to call it Godwin's Law? Oh, maybe. Uh, it's going to be confusing yes, on the will. internet. So they tried to get married in Bermuda. Uh, they were turned away. They say, look, the law doesn't say that marriage equality is illegal, so you should give us this thing. And mm-hmm. so they're going to be in court. Uh, I think it was last week. I think they had a hearing last week. Mm-hmm. It's a little unclear from the article that I was reading. So, Are you allowed to wear Bermuda shorts in I don't court? know. That's a good question. They're the and national short. Yeah. You, have to wear them, you have to wear them on your head. Yep, and nothing else. And nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's that's the rules. We got some other international news this week. International mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan. Yes. So, Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first major city, Sapporo, uh, will Ooh, be... Oh, the beer. That's where the beer yeah, must come I from. Suppose, yeah, it's named for that. Uh, it's the first well, major city to recognize uh, same-sex partnerships. Oh, so uh, city, but not... Uh, what do they have? Prefecture? And wards. Uh, they've okay. had smaller uh, municipalities recognizing these things. Interesting. So in Tokyo, the Shibuya district recognizes same-sex marriage. The district? Yeah. The Interesting. The Setagaya ward recognizes some smaller towns like uh, Takarazuka and Naha. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sapporo is the first major city to do this. I see. Now, now wh- which district does Hello Kitty live in? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. The cutest district of them all. All right. Cause we need to get her married. I'm sure there's lots of lore about wherever Hello Kitty. What's, what's her, what's her frog's name? Karopi? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Where they all, where they all live. I'm sure there's, there's lots of expanded universe for all of them. Uh, yes, I think there is. So, uh, you don't get much, apparently, from this recognition. Okay. Uh, so, uh, according to the article I was reading, uh, the couple would be able to become recipients of a life insurance money, and okay. they would enjoy various discounts for family members, such as with mobile phone contracts. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not nothing. 
It ain't nothing. That's true. And once, you know, you get the ball rolling, we've seen in this country, once you get the ball rolling with that stuff, then over time, people are like, look, well, we're giving them a discount on their mobile phone bill. So why don't we also let them, I don't know, join the pool at a discounted rate? And why don't we also maybe let them not testify against each other in court? And, you know, you you build upon your victories until people are like, oh, there's no reason for us to stop them from marrying. Wait, wait, wait. If you're married, you don't have to testify against the spouse in court? Surely, surely you're aware of this. Uh, Don't you call me sure. Surely. I, well, then maybe... Now, you've never made a strong case for us to get married, I don't think. However, if I can do all the crimes mm-hmm. and you can keep my dark secrets, then maybe... Uh, ooh, maybe that's a good idea. What, I can what start crimes? my crimes. What crimes do you my have in mind? Crimes, James, this, my crimes, Matthew. My crimes against nature. This podcast is a crime against humanity, but yeah. what, what, what are you intending to do to nature? What has nature ever done to you? You've, I, you've barely ever seen nature. I am going to stalk the pigeon, and I'm going to wrap it in a sheet and i'm going to stuff it in my shirt and i'm going to run through the fields and then i'm going to trip and fall and go oh no now i've done it and you will not testify against me or you'll find out what happens to those who do well they're gonna want to know where that pigeon soup came from ah yes the super bowl so the pigeon super bowl james wouldn't that be great a pigeon super bowl uh, I bet more people would watch the Puppy Bowl, but Maybe. Pigeon Super Bowl perhaps would be good too. What would be the, what's the ideal animal? Is Puppy the ideal animal for a Super Bowl? Because I feel like, I don't know, if you had like a Quokka Super Bowl or gerbils aren't that exciting because they like to hide, but I don't know, what's a, what's a really charismatic animal that's just fun to watch? Penguins? I mean, kittens. Kitten, I sure, kittens. It, you gotta give them a little stimulus package. Yeah, you puppies, gotta give puppies, them toys. I think are, are more excitable. Well, the puppies, they just want to smell each other's butts. They're so happy to smell butts. That was the party I was at last night. I bet it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, <clears throat> let's see. We Oh, China. Uh, lavender marriages in China. Lavender. Yeah, this is apparently a thing. So lavender marriage is what they're called in the U.S. This is kind of a dated term that isn't really used anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's when a gay man and a lesbian get married uh, to protect themselves for various reasons. Sure. Uh, And so uh, this has been a thing in China for a long time. They're called Zinghun marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's increasing in popularity uh, thanks in part to technology. We had an episode maybe two or three weeks back where we talked about a app that had same-sex romances. Mm -hmm. Uh, But these, uh, we've got this app called iHomo. Okay. And ChinaGayLes.com, mm-hmm. where you can go to be matchmade with uh, another queer person who needs to enter into a fake uh, opposite-sex marriage. Do you have to go through the whole scene in Mulan with the matchmaker? Oh, yes. Is a cricket involved? That matchmaker was voiced by someone that I like, and now I can't remember who. It's not... Uh, I wanted to say Grace Jones because I've been thinking about her a lot lately. But I don't think it, it was Grace Jones. Definitely is not Mulan Grace Jones. Is the matchmaker? No, no, it's someone like Cloris Leachman. It's someone that's like, oh, great. What are you doing there? Well, maybe she did a lot of animated voices, and she was Frau Blucher. Is she alive? Yeah, Cloris Leachman's still alive. Well, let's celebrate the moments of her life, because they won't be many more of them. I remember years ago, our friend Mark, we were just driving around Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and at some point he just shook his head and he said, who names a baby Cloris? That is a good question. He also was driving around Los Angeles once, and you passed by some sex workers. Yes. And, uh, yeah, his window was down, and he glanced out his window, and he just went, hookers! And then he felt really self-conscious, because he hadn't meant to say it out loud. <laughs> 
Yes. He was fun. Now uh, he stalks the forests yeah, of Pennsylvania. I'm sure he's still fun. We just he's haven't probably, spoken to him in a while. Yes, you need to go into the forests and look for him. Oh, do you think he's a werewolf? He's the beast without. He had a shaggy mane when I knew him, so I wouldn't be surprised he if he... He kind of looked when the, like when the beast turns into a human. I suppose. If if you imagine him sort of twisting in the wind mm-hmm. with an open shirt, uh, that, that's what he resembled. That's how I like to remember mm-hmm. our friend Mark. So they even have uh, Zinghun fairs where oh. you can like go to meet people and and make arrangements and I mean it's like must be like a marriage festival or a marriage fair, except for sham marriages. Well, is it a sham if if it is for mutual benefit? Well, so one of the reasons that these are done is to mollify family by saying, "Look, look, it's okay, I'm straight." Oh, okay. Well, okay. So there is a degree of shamitude for sure. Yes, yes. Okay. It's a sham meh instead of a sham wow. Because <laughs> uh, I was going to say, a companionate marriage where uh, people are enjoying benefits afforded by marriage uh, in a way that maybe is not uh, everyone's ideal, but works for them. Nothing wrong with that. But if it is t- uh, largely for the purpose of uh, lying, um, but then I don't know, because uh, I assume family pressure and uh, legal pressure are high there. Yes, yes. Uh, so this article that I was reading uh, had a story from someone who was beaten by family members yeah. uh, because he said he was gay. And so this uh, took some of the pressure off. Yeah, I mean, not getting beaten is nice. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't call it a sham. It seems like a survival mechanism. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to, to put it. Now, obviously, um, you know, there are... Uh, this is something that is not unique to China. It's something that's gone on all over the world. It's something sure. that happens in the United States still to this day. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, how how strange that this culture does this. Sure. Uh, but I just, I, I, I'm fascinated by how uh, science and technology have, have made this into a, 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 a whole process. There's a whole pipeline for, for doing this now. Well, I was thinking in the near future, uh, gays in other countries that have marriage equality uh, or, or just uh, straights, just anyone... Uh, maybe it would be wise to have an app where they can uh, marry American LGBT people and uh, rescue them. Yeah, get us out of here. Sort of uh, an overground railroad or over-the-air railroad. Mm. Not uh, not to deminimalize the importance of the underground railroad, of course, but uh, a way to uh, let people escape through marriage. Yeah, I've actually been, out of here. been looking into that. Uh, somebody on my YouTube channel uh, commented something about, like, let me know how I can be of help in Australia. And so... And then you just sent back a gift that said, marry me? With, I literally... Uh, maybe I, from I, Arrested Development? I wrote back, marry me. Haha, ha, just kidding. No, but really. But, uh, and he was like, well, I'm already married, so sorry, but... Anyway. Well, that's why we have to work on polygamous marriage in Australia. Yes, that's that's what we need to jump to. I mean, if... Uh, hop, with, hop. Our, with our kangaroos. Well, if kangaroos can have multiple penises... <laughs> Uh, why can't humans have multiple partners? Uh, you know, I think that rejected lyric from Somewhere Over the Rainbow uh, needs some work. It was not. It's in some versions. So, speaking of Australia, yes. uh, they're ge- gearing up their new parliamentary sessions, or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's renewed calls for a parliamentary vote on marriage there. Mm-hmm. Uh, new ads airing on TVs showing first responders and, and various heroes of, you know, lifeguards mm-hmm. and fire rescue people saying things like, uh, I can dive into the ocean to rescue, to, to save your life, but I can't take the plunge. And okay, so, fair yeah, enough. Okay. Uh, you know, it's just remarkable, because going back to that Alabama thing, just how much money is spent on something so uh, dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so much money being spent to stop people from marrying. And 
why why like these fights they uh they drain so many resources that could go to things that actually help people yeah yeah but whatever well at least i don't know what uh, there there are other fights that we're not having that i guess is like like, what i don't know we're not arguing about slavery anymore so no except we Uh, we well okay yeah never mind never mind never mind (sighs) so uh australia may have a uh, vote at some point in the coming year. A lot of people are like, no, 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 we have to do the plebiscite still. And people are like, oh, God, no, not the plebiscite again. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, it just seems like the plebiscite really has just always seemed like a stalling tactic, yeah, a very exactly. expensive stalling tactic. Um, I, and that I don't means know. nothing. And, and if there's so much public support, I just don't understand. I mean, I guess I just don't understand how the system works there. If there's such overwhelming public support, I don't know why some politicians feel like they need the cover of the, the stalling plebiscite. I don't know. The argument against it is like, well, we promised the people a plebiscite. The okay. coalition, there's a coalition of various parties that agree sure. that this is how they do it. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we said a few years ago, and this is what we got to stick to. And everyone's like, well, look, we tried that a few years ago. We've been doing it, and nobody wants it. So let's do something different, maybe? Mm-hmm. Let's have a, a conscience vote, which is where people vote their conscience rather than the way that their party tells them to vote. And uh, it's pretty likely that marriage would just pass and then we'd be done okay done well i mean i don't i i'm not going to take a strident stance on australia's politics because i don't understand them but it does seem like uh, a waste of time and money australia otherwise seems very pleasant sure we uh we watched a documentary wild australia i was yeah. telling people about it yesterday actually at okay this, this party that i was at yes did we, we talked about this on the podcast i think already. we might yeah, have. i think we did yeah uh it's just it seems like a really nice uh Seems like a nice country. I'm, I'm deciding uh, there's some travel coming up in this coming year for us, and, and there's a possibility that I might wind up in Australia at some point. And, as a prisoner. Uh, as a prisoner. Because I'm going to testify against you. <laughs> in Australian court? No, in, oh, in kangaroo this... court. Oh, oh my God. Yes, James. Uh, th- that, I want to be locked up by kangaroos. That send me, send me to the kangaroo country so I can curl up in a pouch and fall asleep. That sounds... You think that's the that's the... That's how you're incarcerated? You're just put in a pouch? Yep, that's how it goes. That's how it works. And then you hop off and are never seen again. Oh. Uh, So I might uh, might spend some time in Sydney uh, in in some coming months. Uh, That's undecided yet, but uh, we're still figuring that out. Sure. Uh, That's about it for marriage news this week, Oh, thank Christ. I know. It was quick this week. There were a bunch of little tidbits. I'm not sure it was quick. I think it actually... uh, Oh, I see. Yeah, it's true. Each individual topic was pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have a question for you. Uh, It's not directly marriage-related, but it's tangentially (gasps) marriage-related. Are you going to propose to me? Yeah, this is exactly the right way to do it. Where the fuck in this country are the Democrats? What the fuck are they doing? What is happening? Why... Uh, why is everything happening the way it is? Why does no one seem to... Like, people are in the streets, and people are upset, and people are on the social medias, and people are demonstrating. But when it comes to, like, what's actually happening with any kind of political leadership, what... Like, so I get emails from uh, the Democratic Party saying, uh, add your name. I get them on, like, a daily basis. Add my name to a mailing list and uh, also give them money. And I, what, why, what are they doing? What the fuck are they doing? Isn't it weird? I have no idea. At most, I've seen some Democrats voting no on cabinet nominations that go through anyway, because there aren't enough Democrats. And that's kind of it. I don't know. Why aren't they leading? Why aren't they taking leadership roles in their constituencies? Why aren't they involved in or, or supporting 
protest and dissent more actively? Why are they not, uh, why are they not leading? Why are they not leading people who clearly are crying out for some kind of solutions to, uh, to the, to the troubles? Yeah. Like literally, I don't know. I'm like, what, what did they do today? I don't know. I don't know. Like, they asked for money. They ask for money every day. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know. Maybe, and maybe they are doing stuff. Maybe they're just doing stuff that's opaque and behind closed doors. Who knows? But, uh, people could really use some guidance right now. So, uh, maybe make some, the, the only thing that I've seen recently is apparently Bernie Sanders is going to debate Ted Cruz. Like what? Why? I mean, uh, he's welcome to do so. I mean, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and a few other people, uh, have been vocal, uh, which is great. But I'm not seeing from the party, whatever that even is now, uh, leadership. Yeah, like, all right, everybody, here's what we're going to do. I mean, I'm seeing that from people who organize marches. And you know, there's a Stonewall well, yeah. march, and there's the one the things at the airports, and the Women's March, of course. But I'm We are like, seeing leadership at the grassroots level, which is great. But, uh, I mean, those demonstrations of, of how the sentiment of constituencies and just of, of citizens, uh, our system, if we even have it anymore, I'm not sure we do, but our system is meant to, you know, you take that energy of the people and then a representative carries that will into some kind of action and also presumably leads and tells people like, here's the plan. Here's what we're doing. Here's how you can help. Where, where is that? How is that happening? Why, why is it not happening? Yeah, like, literally what this boils down to for me is, why do we have a Democratic Party? Like, what if we didn't? Like, what would be different if they just, we didn't have them? Well, yeah, yeah. And and I understand that after Obama was elected the first time, uh, there's a similar uh, crisis with Republicans. There are all these uh, articles being written about the end of the GOP and the party in disarray, et cetera, et cetera. And their solution was the Tea Party, which I think is, you know, problematic in its own ways. Like, it, it seems like where this is headed is a bunch of uh, Democratic incumbents getting primaried in the same way that Tea Party primaried uh, a lot of Republicans, which uh, I understand the anger and the reason why people would do that. But it also, I think, swept in a lot of unqualified people who, who just got us to where we are yeah so maybe we'll get some unqualified people from the other side and right. they'll be evenly matched to uh bring about the end of the world well i mean that seems like where things are headed good okay well i thought you might have some insight but <laughs> no, i guess not uh, literally okay. I, I don't and i would love it L- listeners if you have some insight about why we have a democratic party and what they're doing and, and what we can look to them for i'd love to know i literally would love to know uh, because, you know, I, I read the news and I look at them every day and I'm like, what are you doing today? And it's like, oh, well, I, like at most you put out a speech or yeah. you, you, you put out a press release. I mean, and, and maybe like, I mean, the leadership could come from anywhere. It could come from the grassroots. It could come from people who are retired and no longer have anything to lose. Uh, I mean, it could come from people who are retired getting with the grassroots or people who are currently in office, although there just doesn't seem to be any appetite for that. Um, but I just, I don't know where this leadership is mm-hmm. uh, i don't know well uh so there congress is about to start back up so maybe we will see some maybe we'll see something happen i guess i don't i don't know i don't know when the legislation when the legislating actually gets going but uh uh or maybe it already has and i mean who even knows anything? who even knows i mean obviously 
we have an administration who knows how to control the news completely, how to lock up the news with, with their stories all day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, so, you know, some reasonable proposal from a, a, a representative isn't going to get a lot of coverage, but uh, just something, something coming from somewhere whether it's bottom up or top down or maybe a little flip action Ooh, Ooh, a little oh. versatile oh yeah reptile oh well, the bottoms on top and the tops on bottom and we're flipping and flapping yeah i'd be sure i'd be all for that well that's something to look forward to sexually no so at least so at least we've got that going uh-huh. uh that's about it for for news and complaints this week i think okay. uh, <laughs> oh what a what a cliffhanger i guess uh stay tuned for the end of everything in the meantime uh we're still as always uh working on many other fun exciting projects uh my hundredth episode of the sewers of paris is coming up this that's week right. i've got a very exciting guest coming on uh and also i'm changing the logo you guys uh but the guest is the real exciting part it's i, I don't see why there's there's probably no reason for me to to keep it a secret it's dan savage it is dan savage it yes. listen to little matthew and dan savage we talk and... about musical theater and we talk about unmusical theater and we talk about uh the time somebody fainted at a performance and we talk about the time uh he uh i don't know uh rode his bike to the to the gay neighborhood we got a good story about that about him growing up in chicago uh there's lots of good little tidbits uh in in there and we have a, a minor a minor difference of opinion about uh the erotic nature of christmas Oh, I know. He has, he has a strong yes. opinion about that. Yes, he does. I yes, see. Does. Uh, okay, so that's coming up. <clears throat> also, in looking at the statistics mm. for defining marriage, this mm. very podcast, this little old podcast, this, oh. I've seen in the last week or two mm-hmm. a small climb in listenership on hmm. recent episodes. And strange. I, I, it is strange, isn't it? So what I have to guess is that people are, maybe new people are coming to the show, or maybe people are listening to some of the older recent back episodes to get caught up on our nonsense. Hmm. So welcome if you're a new listener, or welcome to the show if you're an old listener who's working your way back through the the episodes this is truly mystifying this is not a thing you've brought up to me before. this is more confusing than where the leadership is in the uh, on the left of the american political spectrum or why a woman would put a pigeon in her breast exactly so uh I, if you are listening i don't know why tell matthew why uh, i'd love you can to know. get in touch yeah you can reach me at matt baum on twitter uh you can of course also leave a review of the show on itunes and explain yourself uh you can go to uh, you know, on stitcher and, and everywhere else that itunes can be gobbled uh and uh yeah i'd love to i'd love to hear from listeners about what you like and what you don't and what's working and, and what's brought How you to the show find this that is that is a good question how did you come this? to defining marriage i would love it's, to know uh, welcome Welcome. You are always welcomed. You can take off your pants and slide into the uh, the, the Super Bowl uh, and warm your cockles and whelk. Yep. So uh, please do get in touch uh, and also uh, keep an eye out for more video game fun from me and James. Uh, James often streams at twitch.tv slash pretty pretty pixel. I'm frequently on in the evenings uh, streaming Nude. weird games and occasionally I'm naked. Uh, oh my god, you kept me up so late last night, James. I didn't. I came home from the underwear party, mm-hmm. and I was already pooped. Metaphorically. <laughs> what a party. Metaphorically. And so you were playing, what were you playing when I came home? What was it? You were playing something cute, I think. Mm-hmm. 
were playing something cute. Oh, oh, it was uh, Kingdom Hearts. You were playing a Kingdom Heart. Yes. And then you sat me down. You made me play Space Quest, and that was great fun. And you also made me take off my clothes. Yeah. So that was also great fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can join us. Uh, pretty pretty pixel is the username on Twitch TV. Nipples. Yes. That's what people see. And if you're in Seattle, uh, join me for another underwear event uh, this coming weekend. It's the Cupid's Underwear Run uh, to benefit uh, various nonprofits. Uh, so I'm going to be photographing that. So you're you can, not going to be running. I'm probably not going to be running. I'm probably going to be holding a camera and taking pictures. Is of the weather running. going to be like this? Probably. Oh. I don't know why they scheduled it for now. Well, because you don't want to do a Cupid oh, run. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. this is when Cupid happens. Well, I get. I mean, you could have an underwear run. It seems like... I don't know. People in Seattle should know should know better that you want to have be in the underwear in like in July or something. Yeah, yeah. Cuckoo I don't know. Clocks. So there's going to be a lot of cold people in their underwear running around, and mm. you can join them and, and raise money for a good cause. Sure, and then slip into the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, into a nice hot steaming bowl of soup. Yes, out of out of the the refrigerator and into the soup. Let's go do that, James. Let's let's go take a bath in some soup. Oh. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to uh, swim around in a bowl of soup and schmaltz. Thank you again, as always, for joining us. And by the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Hello. Oh, wait a minute. I can hear your fan. Oh, I'm not one of your fans. Mm. Uh, 